presents Movie Review, talking about Suicide Squad. The following audio may contain coarse language and other materials that may not be for a younger audience. The opinions expressed in this audio are solely those of the speakers involved. These conversations may contain spoilers for current media such as games, comics, movies, television shows, and more. Joining Geeks makes no claim to ownership of the various media discussed, simply the opinions expressed. Listener discretion is advised. Be sure to check out the Facebook group, we're over 1,300 strong. Need to move some of y'all over to the YouTube for some subscribers. I know y'all be lazy. Move on over. Our YouTube, 142 subscribers. Got some Demon Slayer. Got plenty of gag on these balls coming our way. We had a great debate that'll be coming up in the following week. So, hope you guys enjoyed that one. Be sure to hit the link tree for all the various audio-only podcasts that we got going on. Without further ado, Suicide Squad. DC's newest film by James Gunn dropped Thursday. Video will be dropping Sunday of us. We've got a 92% on the Rotten Tomato meter, an 84% audience score, 74 on the Metacritic, and potentially the DC Extended Universe's greatest film ever. I can back that. And for today's panel, we have a very special guest. Special being the key word. We have Shark Man, not King Shark. Tony's daughter is hopping on the panel, or as Tony refers to her, as my sister. For I don't know what reason. Tony just does Tony this <laughs> thing. Polka Dot Man is Tony. I am Pacemaker is the Sith Lord. And then Milton is still muted down there because he just doesn't want to talk He's to He's special. He's special. Shut your mouth. <laughs> we have a very, Go, very lovely panel. Oh, he had such a good life. He was the real hero that no one wanted to talk about. But the main point of this panel is to break down James Gunn's Suicide Squad, the main plot. The Suicide Squad obviously has to go in, do a mission that's nigh impossible, and go infiltrate Project Starfish. And they gotta, you know, do a whole bunch of other stuff along the way. And The movie followed two squads throughout... Um, main characters, Polka Dot Man, Rat Catcher, yeah, Two, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, King Shark, and Harley Quinn, along with, you know, the usual suspect, Rick Flagg. Because, I mean, he's just the average Joe with everybody else for some reason. Rick Flagg was a hero. Yeah, at the end there, yeah, he was. Long may he be remembered. Uh, before we get too far into things, I want just a general review of the panel. We'll start with the man who we all thought was going to die first in this movie, but did not. Ha! Ha! He was the last one to go. He was the last one. (laughs) Dude, this movie was out fucking standing. I mean, I went in with, with higher expectations with this movie than I did the first one. Just because of the director. I hold James Gunn in a higher regards than I do most directors. So when I found out he was taking over, I was like, okay. That right there made it a seven by itself. Just him on the project. And then to watch the movie. And then at the very, very beginning of the movie, the twist of it being two teams. And almost the entire first team. Come on, Captain Boomerang. Yep. <laughs> did anybody did anybody see him dying in the in the opening credits? Anybody see Captain Boomerang die nope. in the first group? Nope. He was not on Mon- the bingo board. Why the fuck was Mongal Mongal even in this movie? 
Just because she had, right she had last I checked, Mongal Mongal was on the same level as Mongol. There is no fucking way she should have died in a helicopter crash. No way. I mean, she was on fire, trapped by a helicopter. And still that d- that doesn't mean anything. There is no way she should have died in a helicopter crash on fire. But I will say, overall, that right there. Once I saw that first one, I was like, okay, James is on his shit for this movie. I'm I'm ready for it. I was ready for all of it, and I was so happy that Polka Dot Man was not in the first one. And he was in the second group. I'm so happy about that. That let me know he was going to make it halfway through the movie. And I will say they did him more justice than him just being a D-list character. Because in the comic books, his movie version is 100% better than his comic book version. Because comic book version, all the polka dots do different things. And it's, they had a hard time explaining that. I was like, I wonder how they was going to do that in the movie. But to make them a uh, you know interdimensional, what are you doing? I don't know. I found a button. <sighs> for, <laughs> for him to to have the interdimensional virus type powers and the disc was just destructive and they just disintegrating anything they touched. Beautiful, beautiful. I loved it. He understood his assignment and he ate and he it. had a he had that I don't give a fuck attitude. Yeah, but now we're gonna have to ask you to mute yourself. God damn Let's get your daughter to hop on in for her review of Suicide Squad. Okay, first of all, it is Sharkman, not King Shark. The dumbest name I've heard. He's still the best character to me. I like the movie. I don't know much about directors. That's his thing. I just like all the gore in it, to be honest. Yeah. Damn. When Captain Boomerang slipped through somebody's head instantly and you couldn't tell until it actually fell off, that was... That was some anime shit right there. Yep. Mm. Next person! Will! Hit me with your thoughts. Something is wrong with you. That's your kid. What? This is... You know what's wrong with it. Alright, so first <laughs> off, uh, I agree with Tony. James Gunn is severely underrated as a director and so at that he is fucking fantastic so uh anything that's got his name attached to it so at that i'm always interested to see what's going on and definitely going with higher expectations uh the fact that the movie opened the way it did and stuff like that and it stayed true to the fact that this is the suicide squad not like the first movie where you had one guy get popped off in the beginning because he was killed it wasn't a suicide like no they went out there to freaking fight a mission and they died literally by a suicide mission Miss about that. Uh, I thought it was freaking hilarious. Uh, was it Blackguard? Uh, was it Pete Davidson? Whatever said that. Yeah. Yeah, Blackguard. Love, the very first. I love the fact that he got freaking popped in the freaking face because freaking that that shit was hilarious. So that, but I've noticed that he wasn't on any of the promotional materials for the movie, like lately. So that, like, they don't show him at all for whatever reason. And I just thought that that was a interesting choice. Like, okay, he wasn't. He was throwaway from the beginning. The detachable kid, like that, just for no reason. No, for no reason. For he did for no reason. There was no <laughs> like, reason. His that arms shit. didn't even do that. How do we start floating? Then they walk up and be like, and "Yeah, slap the people upside the head." You're like, "What the?" They were more like in shock. They're like, "Why is it? What is this flying at us? It's just touching my face." Oh man! So he started flailing on the floor. No one can hear you. Yeah. So that was it. No. 
I hear her. So look, savant and stuff like that, freaking that his he was made to be freaking like, oh like he just killed this bird, no problems with that. And then the bird that was great it. because he was like ding, ding, ding. and and a bird got some get back after the fact and stuff like that. So the entire opening was great. Two te- two teams and stuff like that. Literally, you sacrifice the team with suicides with that, so the other team can get through, and it made perfect sense. You got rid of a lot of freaking uh, problems Un- off the bat trying un- to explain un- characters. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Yeah. So it, it worked out freaking great. So I applaud James Dunn freaking his entirety for that opening and just the the pacing of the movie. So we, we can get more into it. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I I came in with higher expectations because. Just like Tony said, James Gunn's criminally underrated. Who honestly gave a fuck about the Guardians of the Galaxy's existence before this man showed up and made them what they are? Like nobody, unless you were Marvel. It is. Unless you were a Marvel head, nobody. Yeah, it's like it. That wasn't a thing. That wasn't like oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, Woo, super hyped. Then you love the movie, and then oh, James Gunn. This is a thing. Okay, and then this movie happened and. Man, some of the dialogue in this entire film just had me busting out <sighs> laughing. Because literally the whole opening scene of just, did did nobody check that Weasel can swim? That shit was hilarious. <laughs> I, saw, I lost was, it. Was I not on the floor laughing about that? <sighs> he almost paused the movie just so he could laugh about it. Th- that, that shit, shit was hilarious. So and he was like, ah! Because <laughs> I was like, I like this character, and then, damn. Yeah. But I was like, you know, Suicide Squad, that's on me. I should have known better. And then they just annihilated the entire first crew, minus the characters that you knew they weren't going to kill off because they needed that at sweet first, seat money. At so, first, they didn't kill them off at first. And then just every line that Abner Krill delivered this whole movie, I'm like. That's shit Tony would say. That is exactly the shit that Tony would say. Because the dialogue was like, someone was talking about like the stuff, like, yeah. I And Ratcatcher 2 turns, looks at him, is like, and I thought you were the fucked up one. And he just goes, She's No, yeah, no, she said, I thought you, I, she said, I thought you were the crazy one. He's like, I am. Just, it's just like, no fucks given. Just exactly, right. he knew what he was about. And I mean, he shined through the movie. Ratcatcher 2 was great. I knew nothing about Bloodsport going into this pretty freaking hyped about that character that's gonna be fun research there just he just all did a pretty pretty damn good job i mean he you know he's a very solid actor um john cena was surprisingly really fucking funny in this it's like uh, you I mean, want me to go on the beach and eat a bunch of literal dicks i'll go do it that's that's his wheelhouse though He's not yeah, a that, serious. That, that, he's not a serious actor. That's his wheelhouse of. Acting. He's good. He's good at it. Like if you watch him, his other movies and stuff like that. Like he he's good at that part. So you know how Rock is typecast in as one role, no matter what movie he's in, he is that role. Like Vin Diesel is that one character. This the is John Cena's area. Because Jason Statham has those roles, apparently. Right. It's like you know certain characters, certain actors are only good in certain roles. That kind of role is John Cena. Fucker was hilarious. Yeah, he he did a stand-up job. Uh, King Shark, not Shark Man, was pretty good throughout as well. Um, I mean, and then Harley Quinn was just ruthless as fuck. The whole hallway scene, you're just like, just kind of sitting there staring at your screen as your eyes are getting bigger and bigger. And like, 
Every time and you got a new weapon upgrade, it was like you were leveling up through a game. It was just, this shit's nuts. Just wearing people asses out. That's all she was doing. It was great. She wore out that dictator, that's for sure. Hey. <laughs> Took him down. Many ways. What? But, as far as the movie was concerned, was the plot good for you guys? Like, was anything you definitely wanted to break down further? Was it the plot? Was it the characters? Is it how this will affect the DCEU? Like, there's a lot of stuff to touch upon with this particular movie. Because this may be DCEU's greatest movie. If Joker was actually part of the DCEU, might have a debate. But this well, could be it. Here's what I think. So that I'm gonna start this off. Uh, yeah. I do think this is one of the best movies that they have done. So that, uh, if not the best, so that. Um, I just gotta, you know, watch it one or two more times just to kind of pick out what other things so that really make it stand out. But the fact that we got such good character development and so that and understanding in the process that was like because I felt like the first Suicide Squad because you, you got to compare the two and so that it 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 was too much backstory in the movie. And so that James Gunn was able to effectively give us backstory on characters while keeping the, the flow of the movie simultaneous. Like there was no real slowdown and so that. So you got a lot of information about characters and you're able to move forward. As far as the plot is concerned, so like that, I thought it was a big uh, overarching plot. I liked that it was, it, was a, it was a big enemy at the end. It wasn't just the little mastermind guy. So it was like, hey, yo, this is a big threat that we got to deal with. And it made it for something to be yeah, this is a suicide mission. Like, this is some shit that you're probably going to get killed and stuff like that. It wasn't just, oh, you're facing a guy that you could probably one-on-one because we get the abilities of Polka Dot Man and Bloodsport freaking Peacemaker. We know that, you know, they're all badasses and they can really do some freaking damage. Like, you got to have something really menacing to push us in a suicide squad mode. Otherwise, it's just their everyday run of the mill. He, he put Superman in the hospital with a kryptonite bullet. So you got to give something that's going to be a big enough threat to make it a Suicide Squad movie. So I think that they did a good job with that. Um, overall, with the characters and stuff like that, uh, as far as the DCEU and stuff like that, uh, I think that this could be a solid uh, reset if they wanted to and stuff like that from this angle and kind of talk more about going in there with their villains or whatever. Like if you notice with Harley and stuff like that, she's more independent and stuff like that freaking look, look at her tattoos look at the stuff she, she's not dealing with joker no more like she's she's done with him from everything that i got so it's like okay we could we could move forward and stuff like that we could get poison ivy and a harley quinn spinoff definitely and so they start going in that direction if you wanted to utilize uh blood sport more we already know that peacemaker is is able to be utilized more and so like that and they talked about a, a possible tv series or whatever with him or even a, oh he's a, getting one or a spinoff movie one. or whatever the case yeah so like there's more that can be explained and you could really uh you can keep the dc eu separate and stuff like that but this could be the dc eu for the villains so to speak and you could really have something going here if you let you know james gunn continue to helm and do what he's supposed to do and stuff like that i think it'd be really good and in all honesty if you had james gunn and i'll give credit to zach snyder for what he did with the the, the snyder cut and stuff like that you could really put something together and stuff like that uh, on parallels as far as the villains and the the good guys are concerned, so that it makes something good. 
But again, with the mess and state that the DCEU is in right now, I think it's best to kind of leave that part off to the side and just kind of see where we're going with the Suicide Squad and what yep. they can do. Like before we get to the other panelists, I just want to add one add-on to that statement, and then we'll keep on going. But like DC's rogue and villain gallery is one of the deepest and most complex, like all of comics. Period. They have some of the most fleshed-out villains. Period. Like this man up here, Deathstroke. If he got added to something akin to that Suicide Squad type feel, you could really, really have something that you could keep separate, like you're talking about. First but all, at the same time, you could reintegrate them in the same way. And yes, I know Deathstroke all, would never be with them. I'm just saying. Never get, Deathstroke would things. never be captured by Metal Wall. Look, he, 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 was, he <laughs> wasn't talking about him, like just the feel of the direction. That. You're not going to just disgrace going. him and say he could be captured by Metal no, nope, that's not what he said. I don't believe that's what he said. I literally believe that he's talking about if you could do the villain angle with Destro and we get like a Destro movie. That's what I was actually like, Why don't you do Suicide Squad try to capture Destro? That would be a great fucking movie. Then you could have all of Suicide Squad in here trying to fight. Uh, say goodbye to Polka Dot Man real quick. Yeah, hey, you know, first one between the eyes, that's a day. First yeah, of all, Polka Dot Man is great. Y'all just, I'm glad y'all now see what I saw. <laughs> Look, in Abner No, I gotta say this. Every like, I watched the reviews about the actors and stuff like that, and everybody talking about their favorite character. The majority of them said Polka Dot Man was their favorite character. And Tony, I will give you this throughout the entire movie. Polka Dot Man was my favorite character, and so at that, followed by uh, Bloodsport and Peacemaker. And so at that, Polka Dot Man, I really think stole the show. Nobody and likes King Shark because he's stupid. Man. King Shark freaking was freaking. Stupid. Good for what he was with that, but again, he didn't do much, so I can't, I can't give him that. The fact he that he got killed by fish. I the mean, fact that he's Hawaiian and stuff I, helps. And let me tell you know, something. I when he felt when he found them little floating shits, I told her they go eat that. <laughs> they go eat his ass, and she's like, "No, they not. They go eat his ass." Well, they got like the got tigers there. looking at you through the window glass of the zoo. They like, tried to eat that motherfucker. Uh-huh. Let, let me let me jump back on some things Will said. I agree with the back, how he gave us the background on the characters without interrupting the movie because a lot of directors, like in Suicide Squad, the original Suicide Squad, you get a cutaway and you will get an entire scene on the backstory. In this one, Gunn did the simplest thing you could do and have the character tell you their backstory. Polka Dot Man, well, why are you like this? Well, this is what my mom did to us, me and my siblings. This is what I see. And then you look, and he only sees his mother. There's your backstory on this character. It took five minutes, and it did not slow the movie down at all. It's like I Rat Catcher was the only other one that got a scene, but that Rat, scene was well, necessary. You needed that one because if you're going to be a number two, well, what the fuck is up with number one? Yes, and you had you have you had to, to you have to tell me what happens number one. And y'all saw who that was, right? Yeah, yeah. My TT freaking yeah. So that was, that was great. That was a nice little so nod. Yes, I'll I'll also agree that this is arguably the best. I do have other movies that I will put up against this as the best, but they came out the gate with this hard. This is a great way to start over if you need to. Keep this same energy. I'm not gonna say you're gonna instantly compete with Marvel, 
but you keep this same energy from this movie, you got a damn good chance of covering the mistake. I didn't see one cloud in sight in the whole film. It wasn't set in black light for whatever reason. We weren't now, I'm not, during that, like an eclipse. So like, I'm not nice. upset. I'm not upset about the shooting style in some of the other movies because certain characters are that way. Batman. I don't need I don't need Batman running around in a metropolis type environment. That's not what he does. He doesn't work like that. He needs to be in a dark, gloomy, hopeless environment. That's what he does. Suicide Squad on the other way. They did this movie is exactly what they did. All of their characters were in this environment. They all operated differently in the same environment, but it was full of action. You didn't know who was going to die. You didn't know when they was going to die. You saw the people who didn't get along but had to still work together. Uh, Blood Sport and Peacemaker. <laughs> and then you still had your people like Harley Quinn, uh, Captain Boomerang, Rick Flag, all from the first movie coming back. And then Captain Boomerang. I'm still upset that Boomerang died. Yeah, I, I was still I was shocked. I was like, Mongal jumped onto the helicopter, motherfucker started chopping down trees, and you look, he's just full of trees. He was like, ah, and then the helicopter. Boom. I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> like, all of his lines on the helicopter were hilarious. It's like, they were hilarious. All that, people's and that's names what are made of letters, dumbass. Just, excuse me, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, and I could understand that you could not have all of your big bigger characters you had to you couldn't have a rat catcher and you have a captain boomerang one of them had to go you needed to make room because you really couldn't run a movie with 15 fucking characters you had to break it down to at least five or six so i can understand they did that for the shock value and it was great shock value it was unexpected a lot of them you knew they were gonna die you knew javelin was gonna die you knew fucking detachable arm kid was going to get fucked up. You knew those. You knew they were going to die. You had Weasel. an idea Weasel. And then Weasel survives. You, saw, right. you know who Weasel is played by, right? No. Uh, yeah, they said that. I can't remember. Who was Weasel? brother. I, yeah. It was, the guy they who said also somehow good. managed to be part of Marvel Cinematic Universe's Yeah, can I, he plays Rocket Raccoon. He also can I ask, Weasel. can we really talk about how Weasel was dead the entire movie? And then just the woke end. up at the end. And then just woke up and called, yeah, that's not how does that work. <laughs> I do have a question because maybe I missed it. All right, you remember when Harley had just had relations? Yeah, yeah. Where the fuck did she pull that gun from? <laughs> she it had was a glass case question. that was shattered. Uh, yeah. When they the, when they okay, were, I must have yeah. missed that. I was the, like, all the guns the fell out and then she just. Okay, because I must have, I was like. Who the fuck did she did she pull that? She that's why she was like, I'm surprised there's a bullet in there because it was on display. So gotcha. Because I, I was like, I had to miss something, but yeah, okay, it was yeah, great. She pulled something like she did not pull some James Bond like she was hiding in the fishnet type of thing. Be like, yeah. right, uh, like clearly it wasn't that good if you missed that. But so, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, Harley was still fantastic for sure. Like Harley was fucking spot on. I said I love her and stuff like that. I'm happy that. She reprised her role and stuff like that, and she still did the damn thing. Like, I don't think there was any disconnect from the first one to the second one with her. She kept the same energy and stuff like that. I think this, I think was, I think better. this was better. Oh, it's a better performance with that. It's a way I, just, better. I just think, like, she she took, she took had her first outing as Harley. She did well and stuff like that. And when she came to this movie and stuff like that, she elevated her performance and stuff like that and kept it freaking. She still kept that Harley energy. So, yeah, because I feel like the first movie, there was way too many gratuitous shots of Harley 
from a lower angle when you're like, you're just sexualizing a character that doesn't need this. Harley Quinn by herself is a badass in her own right, and you should not mess with this woman under any circumstances, as the men in the hallway clearly learn. You do not mess with this woman, you show her respect, and you see her come down the hallway with a gun, you go the other way. You see her come down the hallway with a javelin. Like, she did her whole freaking fight scene, and that was beautiful. The entire thing. Like, it was gorgeous. Like, you almost forgot like- she was a gymnast at one point. Sorry. Go right ahead. Out of the entire movie, I feel like Harley Quinn was the best character. Just like not even development because she's already crazy, but like just going through the scenes. Her randomly when she made it through the hallway was outside and just looking like, "What are you doing?" Like that was just like, uh. So it was just like her performance throughout the entire film. I think was better out of every character in the film. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree that freaking she's good. So that and the only reason I didn't give her uh. The props in the beginning, uh, why I put Polka Dot Man and Bloodsport, because she's already had an introduction and she's still the same character. It's like that. So I don't want to take that away from her. So with that, but I like that, you know, she's had, you know, two movies and stuff, or she's actually had more because you got the uh, emancipation and all that kind of stuff. So, which we don't talk about that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. So, um, but she's had more uh, time to flesh out the character, whereas everybody else kind of running and gunning and trying to figure it out. And that's why Polka Dot Man still, you know, took the top for me. But again, everybody's performance in here was was spot on and stuff like that. Like I don't think that there was a, a bad performance in the house with any of the Suicide Squad the characters. Detachable Kids performance was just with any of the main Suicide Squad characters. It's fine. Like <laughs> he was he put part of the main team. So let me tell you what this is exactly what it is. <laughs> That's what For those of you that can't, you are just listening to the audio only. Tony literally just put his hand like through the camera to like poke his daughter's face. Like, yep, that's the that's literally all that's, he was doing. That's exactly what. That's all he was good for. He so, didn't do any damage. It's not like no it was front hand, with there was force. No back hand, there was nothing. There was no force. It was literally flow through the air like point one mile an hour. He was slap boxing in you know slow. This shit was useless. And then the second his arms got shot, he instantly fell on the floor and started flopping around. So it was like, there's really no point of him being there. Yeah, like you can't even, you know, telekinetically disassociate yourself from the pain in your arms and keep like, it was just done. And then they didn't grow back. They would have to reattach themselves. Yeah, full of holes and so like that. So he's gonna have to switch these arms. But again, useless characters. Let's talk about useful characters because the other two characters that were brought in so that you got Rick Flag and you got Amanda Waller and stuff like that. Bro, Amanda bro, Waller bro. getting K. Oh, look, Amanda Waller freaking is just as ruthless, and they couldn't have picked a better actress to play her and stuff like that. Like, yes, fantastic oh, yeah. and stuff like that. But honestly, I did not see it coming where she got leveled. Like, actually, yo. that would not happen because oh. Amanda Waller would only surround herself with her loyalists. She yeah. not just don't have anybody, anybody in that way for the plot point. That's it the only is. reason it was there. But freaking again, you see freaking how even though she got hit, she's sitting there, she still trusts them to a degree and stuff like that. And that's what you see in the movie. Uh, but now she's like, she's gonna get her get back, you know. Oh, she's gonna get them back. So oh, yeah. freaking they're gonna understand freaking like that's the one and only time you're probably ever gonna cross me. And stuff like that. And then if they cross her again, it's with that she's going to lose. There's a next time, because you have to remember, this is also the same woman that in the cartoon universe literally met Batman and literally was like, sup, Bruce? Just, excuse me, what now? She's she's completely regretting. So if they cross her again, it's like that, it's not going to happen. Like, she's going to shut him down and let him know, like, I got your number. Hey, can we 
can I get y'all's um, favorite scenes from the movie? Just one scene. <laughs> there were so many good scenes throughout this entire movie. I know. It's like it dragged at a couple points, but like there were so many scenes that just All made right. this film what it was. I'm going to go with the scene though where they go through the camp. <laughs> and you're just like, all right, cool. They're taking out all the bad guys. Wrap the scene. Those are the guys who are going to help us, you know, overthrow the government. Did you guys nope, see them? Go. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh-uh. And then what Polka Dot Man say? I, I saw them. I killed them. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, yeah, I killed them. I'm sorry. Zero fucks given. Uh, Will, what's yours? Uh, Give me. I know right, you got well, one. Well, freaking, uh, I mean, the camp was probably my initials, so like that, freaking. Uh, but uh, I would have to say, literally, the entire uh, Harley Quinn fight scene, so like that, uh, oh was freaking gorgeous, and so like that. <laughs> um, again, the way it was done. I got and, one for you. You know, I just had to put it, just the way that they put it all together, and so like that, and they really let her flourish, and so like that, uh, figuratively and literally, and so like that, she did it fantastic, and so like that, so... Uh, I'm definitely happy with that, and you know, just the the comedic performance during the process of it was great. So, I'll, I'll take that as my scene since you know Brent took my original. It's a great damn scene. So it, I, it, all of them are great scenes. And yeah. Will, since you took my daughter's, I'm gonna put mine out there because when this scene happened, I looked her squarely in her face and said, "See, you got it good." When Bloodsport was talking to his daughter and all they were screaming out was, fuck you. <laughs> right. And I looked right at her and I was like, see, fuck them kids. I told you. <laughs> Will's favorite thing to you. <laughs> if you haven't joined the Facebook group, and she just sitting, do that all the time. And she was just <laughs> sitting there looking at me like, do the face. Do the face. <laughs> yeah. That's all I was giving for like 10 minutes. I didn't care. I swear, I was I was sitting there looking at it like that would be Tony and his daughter. Like, freaking, yep. like if Tony's path this, went a whole different direction, this is where we'd be. It's, it's like when she goes fencing and she's like, I'm hurt. I said, but why did you score your point? <laughs> like, okay, about you being hurt. Why did you score? <laughs> <laughs> you better complete the objective, damn it. <laughs> one job, Am I wrong? Did it wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've given her some time to kind of reload a new scene. <laughs> no, y'all haven't, because both scenes that I wanted, y'all have already taken. So I would just say the one with Shark Man when he was Can messing around with some fishes, <laughs> where he was messing around with them fishes and just having a ball until he fell and then started getting attacked by them instantly. He's like, friends. Oh, shit. <laughs> Minute the teeth came out. Just, nope, this was a mistake. Yep. That like anytime you hilarious. trust someone in an online gaming lobby, just immediate betrayal. If you didn't know his ass was about to get attacked by them spit teeth, <laughs> then you didn't know. You don't know movies because that, that was I a knew big it as soon as, setup. If you watch them in the tank, you see that they took they mimicked his shape in the tank and stuff like that. That's and I was right. like, they're they're sizing them up. That's where they were gonna that. bite. Yeah, so it's like when a snake cuddles you before it eats you, it's trying to figure out how much room it needs to make in its body before it digests you. So you're just like, Mm-mm, nope, want none of this. Nope, thank you. But like, did anybody actually see Starro the Conqueror being the one true villain of this film? Because I was like, Starfish, Project Starfish. Well, here's the Are thing. Are they going to go with Starro? 
Really? He, he wasn't even really the villain. He wasn't like, a villain. He was like, well, he just wanted to go back home. I was minding my home. business. Like, I he was, was like, y'all grab me. And y'all came, and you Americans grabbed me and took me down here. So, for technically, freaking, you know. America's the whoever, true villain of this film, but we all love it. The American government freaking, you know, was doing some shit. And stuff like that. And Waller. Like, and I was happy in space. Peacemaker wasn't even a bad guy because he was just doing what he was told with that. So, freaking, I got to put it more on Waller and stuff than anybody. As you know far who as Peacemaker reminds me of? Anakin Skywalker. Captain Adam. Hmm. Hmm. Will do what's right, freaking, by what's necessary. Like, Captain Adam will follow the orders. Order and to that the letter. Is it. It's he he told Superman straight up. He said, "Yes, I'm a member of Justice League, but I'm also an officer in the Air Force." That outweighs Please. the Justice League. Please. He's like, if they give me orders. Those are the orders I'm following. I'm taking. And so. Peacemaker was like, "I like you, Rick, but I'm I'm under orders." Yeah, I got to do a job, and freaking he did his job like freaking. And the thing is, he wasn't remorseful about it. Freaking, you know, freaking. He was, he was like, he was remorseful. He's like, when he sorry, he, he had a moment. Happen. He had a moment and so like that. He was he freaking. was upset that he had to kill him. He's like, I like you had to kill you so like that, but it didn't slow him down. So let me correct myself. It didn't slow him down. He knew he had to still do what he had to do. And it's like well, I think well, that's the kind of stuff that will set in later. He did pause when he was about to kill Ratcatcher too, though. Yeah, he didn't he, want to do that. He looked at her and he like oh, that, that was more because she's she's she was a kid and so like that in his eyes and so like that. So he was on the beach talking about he eat a bag of dicks and he killing kids and all the time for anything for liberty. He was yeah, like, but freaking this but is he true. Paused with that. That he, he paused, paused with that one. He paused with that because like you gotta remember when he's out there killing freaking kids and doing all the other stuff, whatever, he doesn't know them, he doesn't get to know them, so like that he's not spending time with them. He's out there just murdering motherfuckers and so like that. So the fact that he actually has his backstory on her and they went through her whole thing, so like that. Yes, so that lets you know that Peacemaker's character is not without a conscience to a degree. It's about that freaking he's still a man, it's about that. But again, like Adam, it's about that freaking what I have to do trumps what I feel, it's about that. And this is what we got to go with. So again, that's what I said. I loved his character, I love the way he played out, it's about that. Not a fan of the toilet bowl helmet, it's about that. But I love the, hey, the fight, the fight within that's the helmet. That scene was beautiful. So that's another scene that was gorgeous. The fight in the helmet and so that and how you see it transpiring, that was beautiful. Okay, the way yeah. it was done, the way it was shot, that was fantastic. And I almost forgot about that. So, hmm. yes, add that to the list. Well, we're gonna start working on wrapping up. I'm gonna need initial ratings from you guys out of ten. Ten being the highest, and then obviously one being the lowest. We're gonna start with Will. We're gonna get our Milton review because he was the first one of this group off. <laughs> But, but we okay. didn't we didn't give a shout out to Milton though. So shout out Milton. Well, well, thing. Mil Milton, survived. Milton survived. Milton was Harley was talking to Milton at the end. Yeah, uh, allegedly that shit was funny too. <laughs> <laughs> Made an imaginary friend named Milton. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, giving this movie and stuff like that, freaking for what it was and uh, having to reboot off of the original because I mean it's, it was a solid reboot and stuff like that and issues with that. Uh, I have to give it, uh, I'll say a solid, I still need further review. Uh, this number can change plus or minus. I'm gonna give it an 8.5 and stuff right now. Um, I think the movie was solid and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of little, uh, innuendos and stuff like that. A lot of, um, I gotta go back and look through Easter eggs and stuff like that and see what else is going on. But story was solid. Everything was solid. The setup, so like that, it was fantastic. So 8.5 to start. 
Sharkman, your official review. See, I'm not really a movie person, especially now with gore. So, like, for me, just going into the movie and picking something, I'm going to give it a solid nine. Because I don't know that much background, so all the characters, I felt like it had the best development to make me understand what was actually going on during the movie. So, like, just from an outsider coming in to figure it out, solid nine. Okay, okay. dot Man, what do you got, Abner Krill? Well, let me just say, dot Man was the true hero of this movie. I'm going to stick by that. Sharkman's Man's better. I'll deal with you later. There is... Solid freeze. I know, right? Freaking solid, weird. solid freeze on Tony's part. It's all right. So there is... For my rating, I would say... You said seven? What? Yeah. I said 8.7. 8.7, okay. okay. There's only one movie that I think is better, and that's just because I think it was more comic book accurate, which y'all know I hold a little bit higher. Yep. And, and that's Shazam. I just think Shazam is still a movie. But Suicide, the Suicide Squad was a more entertaining movie. So I'm giving a solid 8.7, but to me, Shazam is still the better, yeah. the best movie in the DCEU. And I'm glad you said that, freaking, just because that was the hardest thing that I had freaking trouble with and stuff like that was. Like, the, these two are the, the top DC movies and stuff like that. Shazam was my number one DC movie, and I've been saying it for a minute since before the Suicide Squad came out, and that's why with the Suicide Squad, I would say arguably, it can be the best. Like, say, it you can be either one. It's just what yeah. your preference is. What your preference is. Right. So, everything being said, like, Shazam was easily the greatest DCEU film, and it's one of the newer films, so that's always good when DC's actually starting to go in the correct direction. Um, yep. I think the greatest DC film that's not part of this universe is Joker, but at the same time, it's not DCU, so I gotta I like throw it. that out there. I didn't like but it. But the Suicide Squad film slots in beautifully anywhere in the top two for the DCEU, and there's not a lot people can say about it, because both movies are great on their own. They're both entertaining, they're both witty, they're both funny, they both have plenty of action. The plot makes sense. And they don't have to, like, just bury you in backstory. And then you have to go out and, like, try and research X number of things just so the movie makes a lick of sense, which is what DC's biggest problem has been. It's been lighting and the fact that they have to bury you in plot. This movie, plot was there, but it never slowed down the film. There were a couple moments here and there where it dragged. But this movie was outstanding. Like, it's an 8-9 for me. I watched it twice last night. I could not just sit and watch it once. I had to watch it again. This movie was phenomenal. For the grown geeks, I would strongly recommend watching this movie. And uh, leaving your thoughts in the comments, like in the video, make sure you're subscribed to everything we got going on. For today's panel, I've been Peacemaker is a Sith Lord because he's killing men, women, and children. He gives no fucks. We have Hi, I'm Milton, down below me, as the usual man myth Marvel, Will Parker. Polka Dot Man, Abner Krill. We got our football champion, Tony, returning for yet another season for Gag on these balls. 
which will be up back in full force with football season because we already have the Legends game, folks. It's coming up. Can I just can I just say this? All four of us on here can be in a fantasy football league. Sam, I know fans. nothing about it, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> okay. We have a five-man league now, counting your boy. And then we had a very special guest. We had what you refer to as my daughter and my sister, your daughter. Sorry. I'm about to say. It's like full Freudian slip there. This ain't Kentucky. We ain't about that fried chicken, boy. But yeah, that, that's how we do it. That is my sister, your daughter, the fencer. The champion, Sharkman. Grown A Geeks, you know what the thing to do is? Tony, I know that you know what the outro line is. Thank you for listening to Grown A Geeks on your preferred streaming service. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and YouTube, both under Grown A Geeks.